911. In fact, I was at my office and I was talking with Juanita Brown and her husband called and said a plane randomly hit one of the towers. And uh, at that time we had a, what we call a prophet's chamber down near the old bus barn area. And uh, I wanted to get to a TV as soon as possible because I just thought that was, this is before I even knew it was a terrorist attack and went down there and watched and um, some of the staff guys, we went down and turned the TV on and we saw the, the smoke billowing from the first tower and we were kind of like amazed. How did somebody miss that tower? And something obviously was dead wrong. And, and it wasn't long we saw that second plane hit the second tower and then we knew then it was intentional. Uh, but then it was just so much to grasp. There was so much emotion. And then it wasn't long we heard about the Pentagon get, uh, getting hit in, in Washington, D.C. And then we heard about a plane that was out toward Pennsylvania that was turning around and, and heading back to Washington, D.C., possibly to go after the White House or the Capitol building. And, and then uh, to know that the, the people on that plane literally fought the terrorist and that plane went down in Pennsylvania. And uh, wow, what a day that was. I remember in the school, the, the teachers were upset. Parents are coming, getting their kids. And it just seemed like the whole world was unraveling. And um, I'll, I'll just never forget that. That'll be with me as long as I live. And I'm sure it will be with you. And I'm sure you remember the moment when you first witnessed that. And uh, a lot of us sat by the TV and we watched intently uh, as we see as we saw America try to recover from this trauma, from this awful wreckage from terrorism. And uh, I often thought about that verse in Psalms 46. And, and it's, to me, one of the most beautiful chapters in the book of Psalm that, that talks about when those earth-shaking troubles happen to us. In Psalms 46 says this, God is our refuge and he is our strength. He is a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake and the swelling thereof, there is a river with streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. And I like what verse says in verse 10, one of my favorite verses. Just be still. Be still and know that I am God. And I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And all God's people said, amen. Wonderful scripture. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the word of God. And Lord, on this day we commemorate almost 16 years of that dark day when America was attacked. And Lord, our world changed forever. 
And Father, I pray as we look into the Word of God, may we look back and may we remember, and Father, may we as not only as family members and career-oriented people, but Father, as, as patriotic people, may we stand in the hedge, in the broken hedge for our country. And Father, I pray that you would just be with us this morning as we look into the Word. And Father, may we be comforted to know words of truth that encourage us in these dark times. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. In fact, the September 11 attacks were a series of of four coordinated suicide attacks by by Al-Qaeda on the United States on September the 11th, 2001. 15 years ago. On that morning, 19 Al-Qaeda terrorists hijacked four passenger jets with with innocent people sitting in the seats. The hijackers intentionally crashed two planes into the twin towers of the World Trade Center in New York City, killing everybody on board and thousands of those working in the towers. Both towers collapsed within two hours, destroying nearby buildings and damaging other things in the city of New York. The third plane was crashed into the Pentagon in Arlington, Virginia. Hijackers had redirected the fourth plane uh, toward Washington, D.C., targeting either the Capitol building or the the White House in, in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, after the passengers tried to take hold of the plane, and it went down. Nearly 3,000 victims. In one morning, just within hours, 3,000 victims and the 19 hijackers all died in that awful moment. Among the 2,753 victims who died in the World Trade Center were 343 firefighters and 60 police officers and, and also from uh, eight private emergency medical technicians and paramedics. All of them died swiftly and suddenly. Another 184 people were killed in the attack on the Pentagon, and, and there were no survivors from any of the flights of the innocent people. And I've tried to imagine in my mind what it would have been like to be sitting there as a passenger knowing that in moments that you would be snuffed into eternity. An amazing thought. In fact, the tragedy of September 11, 2001, it's really changed the world. It's changed us as people. It's changed us as believers. And this morning, I want to address three truths about that dreadful day that took place 15 years ago. And, and the first thought I thought about was the attack of 911 made us aware of the depth of evil. I cannot fathom in my mind, but it showed us how low a depraved man who is submitted to the control of Satan and demon possession, that he would concoct an idea in his mind to to kill his own people and to to kill innocent people on an airplane and then to to drive it into buildings that is inhabited with, with thousands of people and to have all of these people destroyed to kill Psalms 46, 2 and 3 says, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. That was exactly what it was like on that day. It just seemed like everything on the earth was falling apart. This past week I had the opportunity to watch many interviews of people who lived through the nightmare of exploding planes and burning buildings. 
And wow, to listen to their testimony. And I guess as time goes on, I've had a chance just to soak in a little bit every year more and more of the details and the horrors of that day. Some people shared specific details, how they witnessed the dreadful sight of people jumping from the burning buildings, and that gripped me. In fact, television cameras were catching this, and not intentionally, but there were just people just falling, jumping for fear of being burned to death, jumped to their death. Within seconds, the blast of wind and smoke blew the people flat down on the floor when those planes hit that building. I was deeply moved as I listened to the testimony of many that lived in the center of that tragedy, lived to tell about the horror and the suffering of, of trying to get through those burning inferno buildings where it was so filled with smoke, they had to get down and literally fight to breathe and to, to, to find themselves looking for some kind of exit or a way out of the building. Even after 15 years the people involved in the f- people who had family members involved in that, through their tears, the survivors shared about their fearful experience and the sudden death of many of their coworkers and friends in that building. You see, the attack of 911 gave us a close up view of the depth of evil. There was one picture that a newspaper depicted of the face of Satan just kind of billowing out of the clouds, and I thought to myself, how appropriate. The author of all confusion and death and destruction is always the devil. Jesus said himself that he is the problem of death and destruction in our life and in our world. But because of God's blessing, we've been insulated from a world of suffering. We see it in third world countries and we hear about terrible things that happen and we are affected with it, but not in the sense when it's in our own backyard. This gave us a front row seat of how deep evil really can drop to, which should draw us closer to God. Just give us a picture of how evil the devil is And how Satan can take somebody, shake them to the core, and use them as a missile of destruction. So it was a picture of the depth of evil that day. And then secondly, the attack of 911 opened greater doors of darkness in this country. I think the world changed. There was a sense of innocence, and there was a spiritual, strong sense of of appreciation for God and a love for the things of God. And I know that our country had been slipping for some time, but but still there was this sense of strong stability. But after 911, it just seemed like the doors of hell opened up, and every demon from hell has attacked everything in our country. It just seemed since then a dark era of time began. The attack was an open door to a darker oppression. And you could say it was the commencement, I believe, of the last days. The Bible says in the last days, days will get darker and trouble will rise and, and men will, will, will run after evil and fulfill the works of the devil. The attack of 911 was the opening of floodgate of trouble around the world. And, and 
Since that time, we have seen an increase of wars and earthquakes and floods and global economic disaster, even more than the terroristic attack on the U.S. soil. We have seen an increase of trouble. We have seen the the rise of terrorism even down in Orlando, and we're seeing pockets of of it in every part of our cities in this great land. We're seeing more and more and more the rise of terrorism. Not only that, but we have seen the satanic attack even a greater thrust against the the Christian family today, and I've never seen so much confusion. Christian counselors have said that that since 911 that their offices are slammed full of people battling, trying to keep their marriage and kids going uh, AWOL and and spiritually people struggling. And it just seems like Satan is coming after our juggler vein, trying to destroy even the church of Jesus Christ. Trouble like you've never seen before. Spiritual warfare has become so intense that it has moved Christians to prepare for problems like never before. In this era of time, in order to survive to be a spiritual man and a spiritual woman, you've got to embrace prayer like you've never had before. It's not enough to do, uh, now I lay me down to sleep to pray. It's, it's, it's going to take more than just periodically showing up at the church house on a Sunday morning. It's going to take more for us to survive and to keep our light shining for Jesus Christ in a world that is dark with evil. It's going to take Christian people running into the presence of God. It's going to take Christian people getting serious about prayer and saying, God, help our great nation. It's going to take Christians fasting and praying like they never, bef- like they never have before. And then thirdly, the attack of 911 made us think about God's presence Psalms 46, 10 and 11 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. One of my most favorite verses in the Bible. Be still and know that I am God. The attack of 911 made us think about God's presence. If there was anything good that came out of that attack... It was our nation's move to pray and to seek God at church. Do you realize that the Sunday after the attack of 911, that the percentage of church attendance in our country rose to over 70%? And there was a rush of people trying to get into the presence of God to find comfort and to find understanding and help. But it wasn't long until we begin to drift away and we became comfortable and we became indifferent again about the things of evil. It wasn't long until we have moved into an indifferent spirit toward God. Insomuch that even a recent memorial service at Ground Zero, and I read the transcript all the way through several times, that some of the political and world leaders came together and so-called spiritual leaders came and, and this memorial service, and I thought it was interesting, not once the name of Jesus Christ ever came up, not even once in a reference to God, but reference to denomination and globalization and coming together as a people and ignoring the presence of God altogether. But after 911, 
when this country felt that the very fibers were going to be ripped apart and that our security really was at risk, when we really sense fear surrounding all of us, there was a rush to get into the presence of God. And now many claim in an arrogant way, they say, where was God on September the 11th? And I say to you, he was at the same place where Adam was when he rebelled in Eden, waiting to cover his sin. Where was God while he was at the same place where Noah was, while he was building an ark, trying to protect the world from disaster? Where was God? He's in the same place where Job was when he had lost everything except his angry wife, proving himself to be God despite of unfavorable circumstances. Where was God? He was in the same place where, where Abraham was when he lapsed in his faith, safeguarding the fulfillment of his promise. And, and where was God when Joseph was suffering in jail, accomplishing his perfect will? And where was Moses while he was on the backside of the desert being prepared for greater service? Where was, where was God when Samson was groping in darkness, being strengthening in the hour of weakness? Where was Jonah when he was swallowed by a whale, learning that God's way is always the best way? Where was God when Daniel was thrown to hungry lions? Where was God when Peter and John beaten for preaching the gospel? Where was Paul after he was stoned and shipwrecked and imprisoned? But yet God assured him that all things were going to work together for good to them that love God. Where was God when Jesus Christ, the Savior, the creator of the world, was hanging on the cross, enduring the pain and the sufferings of all mankind? Where was God? The greatest insight into the heart of God when tragedy strikes is to know that his spirit comforts us some people say, where was God on 9 He was weeping. He was weeping because of man's decision to open the door of communicating with the devil, opening the door to commune with the devil, inviting the devil in, in outright disobedience of God. And we fell down in sin like a bunch of dominoes. And since that time, we have reaped the consequences of our evil, evil doing. But yet, God, in his great love for us, even though we've been alienated from God and we were called the enemies of God and we sided with the devil and we betrayed the holy God that gave us all blessings from above, it was, it was mankind's choice to disobey God and to walk in sin. But God, in his love for us, provided a way for us to come back to himself through the means of the cross. And what was God doing? He was constructing a highway for those who are righteous in the family of God, he was constructing a highway for the people of the world who would look to him and realize that salvation is offered to all of those who would embrace him as Lord and Savior. God said, in this world, you're going to suffer persecution. In this world, there's going to be trials and troubles. But Jesus said, don't be depressed don't give up with a defeated spirit. He says, because I have overcome the world. The good news is that 
Soon and very soon, this wicked planet will be overcome with the righteousness of God. Jesus will split the eastern sky, and he will come with a rod of iron, and that rod will be so powerful that it will break the earth and clay pots on this world. He will take down the evil governments of this world, and he will raise up a theocracy where he himself will rule and reign for a thousand years, and righteousness will dwell in every corner of the earth. And God will bless this planet earth, and we is the children of God will rule and reign with him forever. You're saying, where is God? He's coming. He's coming to make that which is crooked straight again. Where is God? He's coming to be our royal king, our king of king and lord of lords. On that dark day of 911, even though the forces of evil seemed to prevail against us, it was God who gave us healing. It was God that gave us strength to overcome. It is God that gave us peace. I was watching the other day of how they've restored and built new memorials. And you know, we're a wiser people now. We've become a lot smarter in the areas of security. We're not as naive as we used to be. God used this attack to awaken every Christian to fight the good fight of faith. The evil that slammed this world on 911 is the same evil that is slamming your home right now. It is slamming against your grandkids and slamming against your children and slamming against the marriages. He wants to bring down everything that is whole and true. He wants to slam the church. He wants to slam the pastors. He wants to break down the body of Christ. And if there's ever a day and if there's ever a time that the church of Jesus Christ needs to be strong and united, it is in this day and time. Take your eyes off from people. Take your eyes off from pettiness and put them on Christ and say, Lord, I just want you to use me for your glory and use me for your honor and for your purpose and mission on the earth. What what can we do? After 15 years later, we're sitting in church today and just hoping and praying we don't have another 911, praying that we don't have another national incident or another national. What can we do as the people of God? The Bible says, if my people pray and seek my face, I will heal their land. And I say to you today, our country is in peril. We're in a spiritual peril, a battle for its survival. And the difference is, is what is the church of Jesus Christ going to do? What are we going to do? We can look out at other churches across this land and say, well, I hope they have a breakthrough in their prayer meeting. I I hope they will really pray. But the question is, what are we going to do? Because God can take two or three people and and, and turn an an entire nation back to God. But what would God do with with four or 500 people in this building? If we all sought God and say, God, bless this good land of America, what would God do if... uh, Four to five hundred people just say, God, I'm going to intercede for this great land, for my children and my grandchildren and for my great-grandchildren. That's what we need to do because God says, if my people pray, if my people pray, if my people pray, I will hear their prayers and I will heal their land. The question is, if, sad to say, Many of us stay unmoved. We're heading toward elections. And we need to pray that God would put the president in this country. That'll bring us back to God. 
and that we won't look to a man, but we'll look to God to do something great in this land. We need divine intervention. Do you believe that? Do you think God needs America again? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Then if we truly believe that, then we will open the door and say, Christ, come into my heart, come into my life, come into our country. Because you can make a major difference if, if my people pray. Let's all stand with heads bowed, eyes closed. Fifteen years later, God has extended an invitation to you.